Bean. I'm with Bean from the Calais Woodyard, and we're sat in my car, which is otherwise a sort of rolling bin. And but you, you politely, you very politely said, um, was it? You said something in Arabic, which means no problem. Uh, um, mafi muskila. Mafi muskila. There you go. That's uh, that's Arabic for no problem. So we're gonna. We got one microphone between the two of us, uh, so we're gonna have to swap it backwards and forwards, and we'll figure this out. But I've got a couple of questions. So Bean. Tell us, first of all, how did you come to be in Calais? What a question. Um, I'd been volunteering with another organisation in Greece and Serbia, Hot Food Idomeni, and I'd seen Refugee Community Kitchen had been looking for chefs for quite a while. So yeah, I left uh, Serbia when we handed over our project to someone else to carry it on, and RCK was still looking for chefs and I was available and kind of didn't leave and so how did you get involved with the woodyard i think i'd been with refugee community kitchen for quite a while it'd been about a year before i then joined the woodyard my background's in cooking and so all my life i've been like involved in food and i was kind of looking for a new project or like something else to do and put in some of the skills and things i'd learned into another context or into another association i wasn't didn't feel like done with volunteering and I felt I was still in like a good place to kind of carry on but definitely it was like feeling like I needed a new challenge for myself as much as anything and I knew that the woodyard were looking for people for the next winter to take on like some of the coordination and for volunteers so I was like yeah let's give it a go and see what happens. Yeah that's brilliant and I, I, I specifically well, I've, I've cobbled you into doing this because I've spent a lot of time in the woodyard. Every time I've been out here, I just saw you and the crew hacking away at bits of wood the first time I turned up and went, oh, we're making firewood to keep people warm. So I was like, yeah, that sounds good. I can do that. No one should ever let me near a kitchen. So uh, so you've got far more skills than I have. Uh, but I, I thoroughly enjoyed my time in the woodyard, and I think it's a really valuable thing that you're doing. Um, can you tell me a little bit about the woodyard? What what does it do and what's the, the reason for its existence? Yeah, we're um, taking out firewood to communities around Calais. Winter is particularly cold, wet, windy. It's really horrible. Hypothermia is a very real risk for people living outside. So we take firewood to people so people can keep warm. Uh, It means people are able to cook for themselves so they're not fully reliant on the state food distributions. And also for RCK, people have got a little bit more anonymity over when they eat and what they want to eat. So yeah, it allows people to do that. And it also means that people are able to kind of sit around a fire in the same way that we do and like socialise as a group of friends and talk. People use the fires to like heat water, to clean, to like wash, to wash clothes. Some of the guys have found like really genius ways of being able to like wash their own own clothes um, because laundry facilities are so limited so yeah it kind of enables people to be able to do all those things there's a huge amount that you can do with just a bit of firewood and people just see it as the one thing that gets burned but actually people use it for so many different things it allows so much so much different opportunities and i, I really like the idea of people being able to cook for themselves have a little bit of agency because yeah. whilst rck is amazing and they hand out food it's also a really nice thing to be able to do just cook for yourself i think for me as well it's just so f- it's unbelievably cold. We've done one episode of this series so far and I'm recording it from a little hut on the farm and it's it's cold and then I'm using firewood to stay warm. It's freezing outside. 
you know, it, it's kind of scary that people are sleeping in tents there. Can you describe a little bit of what the situation is out here in Calais and Dunkirk for people who don't know? And can you sort of maybe tell me a little bit about your, your view on it? So I know a little bit more about the situation in Calais. There's a lot of similarities in Dunkirk as well, but a little bit different. So in Calais, uh, there's evictions every 48 hours where the police and uh, the authorities will come and move people to like a perimeter, quite often just like a few meters away from where their tents are set up. People have to like move all their tents and belongings outside of this perimeter, normally for a really short period of time. And anything that's left behind is taken away and trashed. Uh, so it means like people aren't able to kind of settle somewhere or make anything of like a more semi-permanent structure to be able to live in and keep warmer. Uh, it means tents break a lot more easily because they're constantly being moved. But they're also like tents aren't designed to be lived in full time, especially during like harsh winter conditions. Um, there's a big storm that's forecasted to like start tomorrow so we're not sure like what the situation is going to be like in a few days with being able to like replace tents um, and stuff that's broken yeah it's really rough the largest area that like people are living in it's quite a spaced out area and during our distributions we try and like work out roughly how many people are there for the amount of wood that we need to take and we estimate around 1,100 people there at the moment because the areas are all being fenced off by the authorities. The spaces that people are able to kind of set up a tent in are becoming much more less. There's less space for people. People are really living on top of each other, which is making things really tense. There's a real mix of people from all different like countries and places and groups of people that bring a lot of tensions, especially when people are sleep deprived and it's cold and it's wet and miserable you know I know what I'm like when I'm sleep deprived and I can get a bit aggy but when you're like on living on top of a lot of other people it can be really difficult trying to like sleep when there's people making noise around and uh, a tent doesn't really offer very much um, protection from that. Yeah absolutely I think the one thing that really surprised me when I first got here was the the need for pop-up tents which are let's face it shit tents that are designed for a festival for a couple of days and they're, they're they're cheap and flimsy but they're easy to move so they're often in high demand out here which i think is quite a, a scary thought these are not nice tents necessarily the people are sleeping in they're quite small ones that's pretty much it that's really the kind of the main questions i wanted to ask if there's anything else you wanted to say if there's any particular things that stand out here to you that you'd like to talk about or that you wish that people knew about yeah i think one of the main things is uh after the Big Jungle got demolished a couple of years ago. It really fell from like the press and people thought, oh, there's nothing in Calais anymore. There really is a lot of people in Calais and the situation hasn't gone away. The hostile environment is just getting, it's becoming more and more hostile. There's more fences, more barbed wire. Living conditions are really deteriorating and the number of people is just increasing. And it's people who like you and me if they were anywhere else in the world you know we've got families um jobs uh people who are looking for safety from living in countries that are run by dictators there's wars going on so many reasons and it's people who are just looking to be able to have a life and have safety and you know be able to 
contribute back into society and uh, people have been through so so much already and at the moment the best that we've got to offer is a pop-up tent and a bit of firewood and for some people don't even have the pop-up tent so yeah come volunteer donate yeah get involved share a post on social media it spreads the word even more and more people are made aware of what's going on in the situation have these conversations with family and friends about what's going on and yeah just talk about it and yeah don't forget that there's still people here um just a few miles from the uk have you got any social media channels any email addresses that pop to your head yeah for the woodyard you can find us on instagram we use the hashtag choose warmth um, so you can find us that way and our email is calaiswoodyard18 at gmail.com that's absolutely brilliant thank you so much for your time and thanks for sharing your thoughts and a little bit of how you've uh, come to be here as well with us and uh, i wish you all the best for the next couple of days with uh, trying to keep people warm and with the storm coming as well thank you for everything love your work